Welcome to the Mission Advancement Podcast, where we attempt to address the stigmas around nonprofit fundraising through the lens of the power of relationships. Your mission is worth advancing, and we're here to help you fund your mission for good. Welcome back to the Mission Advancement Podcast. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in again this week. I'm Lacey Young, and I'm joined today with our first Mission Advancement Podcast guest, Sarah Wise. Hey, Sarah. Hello there. I'm so honored to be the first. Absolutely. So Sarah, tell our listeners a little bit something about you and your role with Mission Advancement. Perfect. Well, I am an executive consultant and I am representing today the team from Houston. So shout out to H-Town and everyone here who may be listening from that area. Uh, I'm so excited to represent Mission Advancement in the Houston area and work with clients. Um, And before that, I've just been in nonprofit fundraising my entire career. So been doing this a little while. I'm not going to say how long. not going to age myself just yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, And today is a really fun topic. Something that I know that you and I could probably talk about for hours, but we're going to keep it keep it short. Uh, we're going to talk about events, um, specifically how to make peace with events. Events are sometimes um, a hot button issue around here in mission advancement. Not that they're a bad thing, uh, but just you know, how do we use them and how do we use them to advance someone's mission in the right way? You know. Absolutely. I just think, you know, we have such a love-hate relationship with events in nonprofit fundraising. I think we we love doing them, but at the same time, we hate doing them. And we know it's such an important part of our our nonprofit mission and our fundraising operation. Um, But I think sometimes it can send a shiver of dread down our spine when the board member says, let's do another event. And so so (laughs) I think that happens all the time, right? And so we just need to make sure that we're really thinking about how do we use these events for the best possible um, benefit of our mission? Absolutely. I think that, you know, when we think about events in the nonprofit world, um, they're a necessary evil sometimes, but they can also be really, really fun. Um, Also, they can kind of be a little bit draining on our team, um, and they can maybe take away from some of the relational aspects that we always talk about here at Mission Advancement. And so if we get rid of events, that's going to take away from us meeting new people and getting our mission out there, right, and and growing our pipeline, if you will, for donors. But we need to keep them. So how do we make the most of them and make peace with that, like we're going to talk about today? So Sarah, I want to start with a real simple question that's really not simple at all. (laughs) But how do we take events from what we call transactional to transformational? Well, it's such a simple question, but as you said, it is complex. It's it's all about spending our energies in the right areas um, and remembering the core activities that make fundraising successful. In just a hint, it's not about what our centerpieces look like or what color the tablecloths <laughs> that is are. So true. <laughs> we get so pulled into those details, um, but it's really about the story we tell our prospects and donors. How we're utilizing our leadership volunteers what donors we focus on, and our plan for execution. And it's not just the plan for what do we do that night, but how are we really getting our mission across and how are we bringing our donors to the next level? And are we really spending time on the right things? I think that's the question we need to be asking ourselves all the time. Yeah, that is so true. You know, I think a lot of times we focus too much on the outcomes of what the end game is going to look like. Can we beat our goal last year? Let's have it be better than it was before. Um, or we inherit an event, right? And sometimes that can make it feel transactional if we're just copy and pasting an event from, say, the year before and trying to raise just maybe a couple thousand dollars more a year. Um, yes, events tend to have fundraising goals, 
But a lot of times we'll counsel our clients to adjust those or even remove them. Just take it off the table of what their fundraising goal is and fo focus on what are their mission goals and their people goals, right? So Sarah, what would you say the difference would be between um, fundraising and then what we may call friend raising in the event space? Yes, I think this is such a, a hard thing for teams to grasp and especially boards and leadership because so often an event, a major event in your operational fundraising has such a big part of your, your annual goal in mind and everyone gets really, really hyper focused on making sure that you meet and exceed that fundraising goal. I think you don't have to give up that goal necessarily, but I think that we just often get so caught up in the transactional and making sure that we get as much money out of our donors as possible at that event and not really thinking about how we really inspire our donors at the event. How do we get people excited about our mission and walk away and say, that was amazing. I can't wait to do more with that organization. Oh, yeah, that's and great. I think that's, and I think that's where we go wrong a lot mm -hmm. um, with, with events. But, you know, I think um, they're just a great way for people to get to know you. So really figuring out how we can engage our guests, our prospects, our leaders, even our returning donors. How do we get them um, engaged in our why? Why are we doing this? And what is our mission about? I mean, that's, that may be the only chance you're able to get in front of somebody. That's the only time yeah. they see you and they hear what your story is and your mission. And we don't want to waste that opportunity. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we forget that. We take it for granted that people know what our mission is <laughs> and that, you know, and that they know our work and we're not really getting that story across. And so we're missing that huge opportunity to get in front of everyone and really share the impact and excitement around our mission and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That's so good. You know, I always want to think of what would I want to see? if I was going to an event or how would I want to be treated? Let's talk a little bit about what that is. How do we, how do we treat, how do you treat guests? What does that look like? Well, I think we need to go back to just the simple elements of guest experience and really mm. thinking about what's going to make a guest really excited about being at your event. And I think one of the things that I see here in the Houston area, and I know it's, it's true all over the country, that so many of our folks go to multiple functions a year and there are certain seasons that are really chock full of events and oftentimes i'll go to an event for a client or you know in the past for an organization i volunteered for and when you really stop to think about it you don't even know sometimes what that luncheon or that gala is really for right. what organization it's really for these events can look so alike and you really don't even know you know if you stepped back what is this about and what are we doing? And sometimes we get so caught up in the the glitz and the glamour and the and the elements of a good party, which is all great, mm -hmm. but how do we really get that guest experience? Um, and what would want them to make what would want them to come back again and right. learn about the organization? And I think a lot of times, you know, we feel we got this group held captive. And you know, how can we, you know, make sure that we get as much money out of them as possible in that moment? And while that's not necessarily a you know, a bad thing, of course, we want to raise as much money as possible. I think we do need to think about what's going to be make this evening or this luncheon an, a lovely experience and get them excited and inspired. And a lot of times we really need to think about keeping our fundraising activities brief and simple and to the point and making sure that we're really driving home the impact of their donation. Oh, what is their donation is so really, really going to do if they make a donation tonight? or today at this event, what is really going to, how is that going to make a difference for yeah. the organization? And I, I think we that. missed that message a lot. 
I agree. I love that. I mean, we've all had that same, you know, salad with the balsamic dressing or the surf and turf dinner, right? And while that's the rubber lovely, chicken, the rubber chicken, yeah, <laughs> that's lovely. And then you have, you know, the pledge card in front of you and, you know, you're going to check a box. And again, that's checking a box. And so what would it look like for it to be more of a experience that's about your organization? So I want to go back to something you said kind of earlier when we first started this of, making things missional and kind of keeping that at the forefront. I know that, you know, say you have an event and even before, you know, the pandemic, and we're not going to get into that right now, but, you know, when when events had to be canceled, if an organization did not have a relationship with those donors that they might have labeled, oh, that's just an event donor, right? Or they only come because they want to, you know, bid on the trip to Colorado or they want the, you know, the fancy dinner with the chefs. That's a event donor. We want those people to be mission-based donors. So I used to work Mm -hmm. um, an organization years ago and there was an event that was outside every year and three years in a row it rained and half the people didn't even show up. And it was just, okay, what do we need to do? So they, they said, okay, let's shift this and have this be more of an indoor event just in case of bad weather, but also let's shift the, not put all of our eggs in the basket of who's going to bid on these auction items. Right. So, so how do we keep the mission at the center of an event, especially, you know, even if the event has to change or if it ends up being something completely different or doesn't happen at all. Right. And I think that's happened so much with, um, during the COVID period and also, you know, down here in Houston with hurricanes and um, with hurricane Harvey, a few years back, there were several, right. those are know, out of your control, right? It we was can't totally do. out of your control. Yeah. And it was, it was horrible. There were some events that just got canceled altogether. What was interesting is the organizations that leaned into the story of, Hey, this event had to be canceled, but we still count on this revenue in order to make our mission happen. And so they kind of turned some of them turned their events into non-events and just said, would you still consider sponsoring this and doing what you would have done if the event had happened um, so that we can continue to move forward our mission and turn that story and really talked about why that event was important, why the in, the revenue that they were going to raise from that event, what would it make possible and that they really needed that <laughs> those funds to make their mission happen. Right. Um, you know, and I think that that's where it can be really special and really get the donors to realize that it doesn't have to be, oh, I attend this event, I make the donation, then I go home. But there's actually, hey, I really want to support this mission. And even though maybe it's not happening the way it originally intended, here's the story. And I'm inspired because I really want to help that mission. And I want to do this regardless of if there's an event or something that I get in return. Yes. And I so love that. that's where, that's where we really need to focus. Yeah. And even if it's not an act of God or a, a hurricane or a right. pandemic or whatever might be happening, I think we still need to keep that frame of mind in however we're communicating about the event, that it's really important that we count on their support to make sure. And when you have them in front of you, we've got to tell that story and right. we've got to get them excited. And, and it's more it's natural. Amazing. It makes you say yeah. like, here's our mission. Here's what we're doing. Opposed to, you know, you know, here's the live auction. Here's the silent auction. Here's what we're doing. And it's like event after event within the event, like have the event be about your mission. And yes, it's fun and to celebrate all the work that you do. But um, I want to shift a little bit to like what happens when the event is over. How do you, yes. how do you handle that? Cause I know that's a big piece of it, right? Just like any type of fulfillment that we talk about, Um, how do you handle the post-event? Well, I think that's where we go wrong so often um, because events can be so draining and we spend so much time leading up in the planning and the execution of it. 
And then we come back the next day or the next, you know, the Monday after, and everybody is just like, whew, we're glad that's over. Let's move on. Let's get the thank you email out. We'll get our acknowledgement letters out. We'll deliver the auction items and then we move on. And I think that's just a huge missed opportunity. And um, what I always counsel folks on is have your stewardship plan for your event in place before your event even happens. Oh, that's so, so, so good, Sarah. Yeah, we have to make sure that we're planning that part of the event because we're going to be tired. We're not going to want to do it. Um, but if we really think about what happens the week after the event, what happens a month after the event? Um, and a lot of that depends on the age old question of how do we capture people's information, which we could probably have a whole other discussion about. Oh, for sure. Um, because it is very difficult to capture people's information. But um, I've seen some organizations get really creative and sometimes just truly old school on capturing guest information of just getting people to fill out a little yeah. slip of paper. You got to know who we they get, are, right? You got to know who they are. And that's something where we really focus on, okay, how do we capture these this information and how do we get get them engaged beyond the event? Yeah. Um, and that is something that requires some time and attention and creativity from your team. And really stopping to think about that well before you're in the thick of the event, because you're going to be tired and drained and you're not going to want to do it. Yeah. And I think that's how we can really start to engage our event donors in a whole new way and try to, you know, try to push some of those people up through the the pipeline after an event. Yeah, you got to build those relationships. And I mean, okay, shocker, right? We're we're already in a couple episodes in and we're still talking about relationships because that's all we're ever (laughs) really talking about, right? Um, So stewarding donors post-event is huge. So Sarah, to wrap up, like what are some other tips that you can think of real quick that we can leave our listeners with about events and making peace with them and and really liking them again? Well, I think, you know, so often we don't stop after an event to um, really debrief with your team about what went well, what didn't, eat from the big things to the little things and capturing that information putting it in your, you know, online files and just making sure that you really think about how can we improve on this event? How can we change it in the future? I think sometimes we just press the, you know, the button of, okay, here it is. Let's do it like we've always done it every year. Um, And really making sure that you're stopping to talk to your team about ideas, new ideas to engage people. Um, And sometimes the slightest shifts or the slightest little changes can really make make your event um, a much better experience for your guests. Yeah, that's great. Um, Yeah. And I think also one thing that we tell our clients is doing that annual event audit, Um, doing that, you know, not, you know, right before, right after an event, but, you know, once you've had all your costs and, and everything um, detailed, really stopping to do a true event audit where you're calculating what were the real costs what was our revenue return? What is the benefit that's non-revenue? So how did we engage people? Do you have metrics and ways to measure that? Um, And making sure that we're really auditing how much time we're spending. And that includes calculating staff time and volunteer time. And we don't do that. And oftentimes that's a shuckaroo when we actually (laughs) start calculating that and going, holy smokes, look at all of the, the time that we spent on that event. And is it really worth it? Right. Yeah. Um, we all know that's where at the end of the day, when people are, you know, everyone's in their stuff in envelopes, they're putting together, you know, the swag bags and everyone is spending every minute of their day, event week, sometimes event month on it. And that takes a lot of time from your team and even your volunteers. So I think changing the mindset for people of have events be more missional and, you know, doing that audit is going to be so helpful in all those different areas that you just listed. I <laughs> want to thank everybody so much. And thank you, Sarah, for being my first guest here on the Mission Advancement Podcast. 
I am so, so exciting. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Mission Advancement Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at missionadvancement.com for additional content. And never forget that your hard work in nonprofit is changing lives every day. Keep funding your missions for good. We'll see you next time. Thank you.